Hello, good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, The Unshakable Road to Love. And it's great to be back here with you this morning. How are you? <laughs> Funny, you know, just an everyday question. Good morning. How are you? Oh, we think that's, well, that's that's not Zen. That's not spiritual. That's, what is that? That's, people call it the material world, the mundane world. No, 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 no. In Zen practice, that is it. <laughs> That is everything. Every moment is everything. You know, normally we separate what's good, what's bad, what's holy, what's profane, what's love, what's hate, what we, 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 we separate everything. And we try our best most of the time to live according to what's right, what's good, what's holy, what's beautiful, what, whatever. Whatever, on that side of the fence, so to speak. So to speak. And we reject what's on the other side of the fence. Ordinary, mundane, material, sac- secular, all of these different bad, hungry, <laughs> all of that. No good, no good. We've got to improve ourselves, get away from the bad, and occupy the good. Now, that's a very fascinating, fascinating journey. Of course, of course, we want to manifest, to to be loving, good, kind, naturally, of course. That's our nature. It's who we are. It's what they call it in Zen Buddha nature. In other practices, they call it spirit, soul. Different words for this same impulse. Let me live in the light. Let me share the light. Let me be the light. And Zen Buddha said, you are the light. That's also said in many other practices. I bring this up to show the universality of our human quest and our human need. It's a need. We need to be in the light, to be living a life of beauty and of a value of meaning. The unshakable road to love, value-centered relationships based on that which has meaning and value, and that is what will make us feel complete, happy, healthy, whole. And we know that. Deep down, everybody knows that. The question is, the koan is, how do we get to that place? Do we get there by rejecting half of our life experience and half of the world, <laughs> and half, and only this is good and all of the rest is bad, is that how we get to that place within ourselves of being in the light and being truly loving? It's a big koan, and as you know, a koan is a question that each of us must answer for ourselves, not through words, but through actually grappling with the question, living it, experiencing it. And then we know it when we've gone through it personally, experience-wise, ourselves. You know, there is a beautiful teaching or in, uh, in Zen which says, open your treasure house. 
I love that. Open your treasure house and you will see. Wow. You know, we're always running around looking for treasures, that's for sure. Most of the time we're looking in someone else's treasure house. What did this person find? What jewels do they have? What wisdom do they have? By jewels, I mean wisdom. What what did they discover? Because we have a feeling we don't know. I don't know. There's this feeling I don't know. I don't know. Me, I, I'm not. I'm not enough. I have to look and study everybody else's treasure house. I have to gain their approval, their acknowledgement, and then I'll somehow be okay. There's a great fear profound fear of opening our own treasure house and if, even of knowing even of knowing that we have within us the wisdom we need the guidance the beauty the love we have all of it it's there it's 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 who we are it's the very heart of who we are it's what we're made of <laughs> And yet we run around looking for someone else's treasure. Very, very fascinating and troubling circumstance in our human life. Seems almost programmed, you know, as soon as children be, especially children, they're much more in touch with their own treasure house. I had so much fun <clears throat> the other day. Two of my grandchildren came over, two of my granddaughters, and their mom and dad and, and I, we were having fun and we were sitting in my living room, <clears throat> which, which is basically a zendo full of cushions. And we're sitting there and I have these a few books sitting out on the, on the side table, the Blue Cliff Records and Tangling Vines, some of the koans. And one of my granddaughters said, what's that about? <laughs> Some question, quite a question. So I, so I decided, one, is, one of them was 10 one of the, and the other little girl was eight. So I said, well, let me read one to you. So I just opened it up. So beautiful. And I read one of the koans to them. And their mom and dad were there. And I said, what do you think it is? Tell me about it. And the eight-year-old clapped her hands. She, her eyes opened up. She said, what a fun game this is. <laughs> I loved her attitude. She didn't see it as something that couldn't be solved or was impossible. What a fun game this is. And so I said, well, tell me about it. Well, it was amazing the things she said. She was right to the heart of it. Well, immediately she got it. She understood. She was in touch with her own treasure house. And the other one said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, what if you did know? And her eyes sparkled. She said, "Is it, what if I did know? I said, yeah, you do know. Just knowing that, she began to join our, our wonderful game or exploration. And she had some beautiful comments to make for her mom and dad did as well. But it was different for them, a little different because... As we get older, we get more engrossed in, do I have the right answer? We get more conditioned. We want approval from others more. We want recognition. We don't want to appear silly or foolish. And all of that <clears throat> stops us from opening our own treasure house and trusting it and enjoying it and playing with it. 
And But when we can and when we do, what will bubble up, not only with a koan, and one might say every moment in our life is a different kind of koan. We're constantly being given experiences that are unfathomable. That's a great word. Wow, I love that word, unfathomable. And yet we try to make sense of them, to understand them, to put them in a box that fits for all. And we try to limit the beauty of them and the fact that there are many, many ways of responding to this moment and to this koan of life. Many, many, many ways. And when you open your particular treasure house, your way will appear and it will be thoroughly satisfying and very beautiful. Both of those little granddaughters <clears throat> had beautiful, beautiful responses to the koan, which actually for me, listening and enjoying and joining in, they illuminated one another each of the different answers. They didn't have to be the same. They didn't have to make sense. They didn't have to be on the same page. They were both in their own right, very illuminating, very beautiful, very real for those two young ladies. And their parents eventually too, took a little longer. And you know, I, I just want to say I got so many requests from them afterwards. I want to come back and play that game again. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Now, do we look at our life is I want to play that again. It's fun. I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy the the koan, the challenge, the question, the unfathomableness of it. Basically, they're saying, I want to open my treasure house. I want to explore. Now, that is something children, and as they get older and older, that wonderful impulse may diminish, but it's something children do naturally. So that is why when we engage in true practice, we don't become childish, we become childlike, meaning undefended. Then that's another very powerful word, undefended, which is very similar to unfathomable. Same thing. Undefended, present, open, not worrying. How is my answer going to be received? Is it wrong or right? <laughs> it might be right one moment and wrong an hour later. How do you, how do you like that? Because your answer, your response it's connected to this moment of your actual life, who you are, what's happening. All the, all the circumstances combine together and provide a beautiful response to this moment. And of course, the whole basis of Zen is that each moment that we are given is different. It's fresh. It's new. It's alive. Alive, alive, alive. I love that word. That joins in with unfathomable. It's alive. It's here. And you are here with it. It's not the same answer tomorrow as today. You're not the same 
tomorrow as you are today right now. And no one is. Although we cling, cling, cling in a very fixed way to what was, what we thought, to the answers that worked then. Wow. We cannot abide in the passing of time and in the endless transformation time brings. It's... It's all connected when you open your treasure house. It's all connected. You open it in a moment of time. Actually, some people can live with it open a lot of the time. Maybe all the time. I, I don't know. I don't measure. This is not about measuring anybody else's treasure house. It's about connecting with your own. And that's why we sit on the cushion to get in touch with the fullness of who we are and what is truly available to us, profoundly available to us, moment by moment by moment. Fresh. You know, fresh mana that fell in the desert. That comes from the story of when all the sustenance was coming from heaven, just, and every day, it would be fresh and new. The nourishment would be new. The people were not to pick up yesterday's nourishment. <clears throat> Mana, no, no, no. Every day what was needed was provided, fresh and new. That itself is the same beautiful teaching. The treasure house was open. Not only our inner treasure house, but the treasure house of life provides Fresh and new every day. New experiences, new insights, new possibilities, new ability to love, new growth. When we live this way, we cannot possibly grow old. It's not possible because every day is new and we're new every day, brand new. Reborn every day, fresh, fresh nourishment. Now, what an exciting and healthy and loving and beautiful way to live. Tasting and being all that we are. Knowing it. Not living in fear of others and of, of our own experiences. Trusting. There's a deep trust connected to this. Because we are in touch with all the resources, with all the love, with all the healing, with all the, the beauty and the wonder within our own treasure house, which is providing all the time and guiding and instructing. No need to run to one guru after another, one treasure house after another. Now, I'm not saying teachers aren't wonderful. They are. They're great for inspiration. They're great for support. But a true teacher will always return you to your treasure house. <coughs> They're not going to inflict theirs on you ever, ever. That's control. That's taking you away from your own precious connection to your treasure house, to spirit, to the one that provides everything. So, so too bad, often we run to teachers 
to, to, to live their life or to take what they, their experience was and graft it onto ours somehow. No, 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 no. Zen says, no, 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 no. Sit on the cushion in the silence. Don't move. Be in touch with your treasure house and the true meaning of your unique particular life. Nobody else knows that. How can they? So I thank you very, very much for listening today. This is a very meaningful talk for me somehow, very important to keep... Rem- I, I, I share this with you, but I'm also reminding myself. You know, we keep reminding ourselves over and over of the heart of life, and that's what, for me, this practice is. It doesn't separate you from any other practice or anyone else. It's not a practice of separation. It's, it's a practice of inclusion and valuing everything. So thank you for listening again. The URL for this talk and this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. If you want to reach me, my um, email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.